0: Yep, I'm back. It's another Paleo Cinema Podcast. Um, How have you been? I've um, been a bit remiss with the podcasting, so it's about time I got back on the mic and gave you guys something at least while I work out what I'm going to be doing for the future of the podcast. Now just fade down that music because I've actually got... A deck now. I have a deck that allows me to do all sorts of wonderful things with the podcast because I can do things like a rim shot and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. In case you've all forgotten in the interim, my name is Terry Frost. And yep, um, I'm going to be doing another music podcast this time around because I haven't really got organized. The YouTube, of course, is taking up the majority of my brain space, but I really want to keep the podcast going on a regular basis and also Martian Drive-In podcast, though I may be incorporating the two into the one feed just to kind of save hassles, but we'll see how that goes anyway. So um, how have you been? It's been a while. Um, we here are having problems because we're in another six-week lockdown. There was a spike in coronavirus infections in the state of Victoria, so we went into um, full lockdown again, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, it's even more unfortunate the way it happened because the virus got out because a whole bunch of people were isolating in hotels for the 14 days. And unfortunately, some of them fucked the security guards. And so the security guards took it all home and that spread amongst the community. So that's why we've got a couple of hundred a day extra cases in Victoria because some guys couldn't keep it in their pants while they were at work. Now, while I have a certain sympathy for the magic of the moment and the wonderfulness of human sexuality, probably not the way to do it. Um, That would just be my takeaway from this. Don't fuck people who are potentially diseased is always a good policy for anybody to take, particularly when you're at work. So we've got six weeks of lockdowns, no cafes, no going out unless you've got to get some food. You're caring for somebody, you need exercise or medical support so all of that kind of stuff's happening but I'm going to manage um for me I've got a lot of movies to watch I've got food I've got cell I've got the cats and I can go out for exercise should I choose to do so um yes yeah, so I've actually uh, done a few purchases lately because I did get um not a big one but a slight inheritance and so I decided to put it into infrastructure So there's a few things around the place that I've got for the creative side of things. Got a desktop computer that that allows me to render video quicker. I've got, um, this deck I'm talking about in front of me, which does wonderful things. And, um, yeah, it's uh, actually called, um, where is it? I'm going to have to get the thing, a Rodecaster Pro. It's made by Rode who do really good microphones and it's a proper deck. I've got proper um, microphones hooked into it. I've got sliders and faders and all sorts of things. I can even mute myself. And, um, yeah, so it looks very um, special, and and there's lots of colourful lights on it, which is always a good thing with any technology I buy. Um, Yeah, so I have been keeping busy and and doing stuff. most recent thing I did was I did... I watched twelve Godzilla movies in a row. Now, that in itself is an achievement. Um, I did it for the YouTube channel, and it's up on the YouTube channel now. So, if you type in Terry types, if you type in Terry talks movies into YouTube, you'll find my oeuvre there. And yes, I watched twelve show era Godzilla movies. They're the ones from nineteen fifty four till about nineteen seventy five. And the problem is, they're of decreasing quality. The same thing happened to Godzilla movies as happened to James Bond films. You start out hot with the first one and then eventually you get to the Roger Moore era and that's where I went to. So I watched 12 Godzilla movies in 19 hours and I was going to get 24 hours and add a couple of extra movies onto to the end of it. But here's what happened. Um, I got fucking sick of it. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was really bad because I got really kind of, triggered by Godzilla's roar and the Godzilla march and watching kaiju bashing at each other and all that kind of thing. There is a a kind of perceptual limit to how much Godzilla you can watch in a row. Nobody knows this until I did it. But there's a point at which you go, no, and it becomes a kind of weird self-inflicted torture. So I documented my um, 19 hours of that and, uh, put it up at about, it's, um, yeah. know, I've done a, a few of these 24 hour sessions watching movies for the YouTube channel. And this one was harder than the previous ones. I don't think it's a function of age, particularly. I think it's more a function of, I did the same kinds of movies for all of it. And so it kind of became a little bit dull and, and a little bit same, same, a little bit repetitive, uh the, which isn't to say they're not entertaining movies taken individually, but to watch them all in a row is incredibly problematic. It really does fuck with your head. Um and, and the first one I I have I said that it's on the YouTube channel. The first one stands in the nineteen fifties Japanese cinema, not quite equal to, but no am but sort of on par in its own genre with Ozu and Kurosawa in a way, because Um, took an art form and moved it further on. Nobody did giant monster movies at this level at the time anywhere else in the world. Yes, America had done Beasts from 20,000 Fathoms and Tarantula and and all those kind of films, but they're not at the same level and uh, of the same level of embeddedness into the culture that the original Godzilla had. Now, I'm ignoring the Raymond one because that one was problematic at best and cultural imperialism at worst. But the original Godzilla does speak to the concerns of the Japanese people at the time. And so it's an incredibly powerful piece of cinema for that. But anyway, I've talked about that on the YouTube channel. Well, let me just have a look at my letterbox and see what else I've been watching. I'll just bring that up onto the big screen uh, and just get it organized here. Um, I did watch The Old Guard, the new movie with uh, Shirley Theron, which came up on Netflix, based on the graphic novels uh, written by Greg Rucker. It's worth checking out. Uh, I don't think it, it takes anything to a new level, but the interesting thing is female action protagonist, female director, really good scripting and some interesting stuff happening with strong female characters in an action format. So I um, will encourage that just by its very nature. Really, um, I think it's Definitely uh, worth checking out if you haven't already. And while you you can't really expect it to be the best of the best or to break new ground, it's an honest action flick with very much a focus on female characters. So I'm very much in favour of that. So check that one out if you're inclined to. By the way, I've also got applause in here. So let me just bring up my deck controls here so I can see which colour relates to which button. So, yeah, I can do applause if I wanted, just like this. And I can do laughter as well. <laughs> and I can also do sad trombones. So, yeah, I've got, I've got everything I need in my thing. And also the buttons are programmable. So that's kind of cool. And um, I haven't tried it yet, but I know I can also record Skype. From this deck using a phone as the instrument for the skype so definitely looking forward to testing that out and trying it out and um yeah one of the things i did was because i've been so slack on the podcast i decided if i buy myself a uh, not not enormously expensive but expensive piece of technology to do the podcast, I will then use it to do the podcast. So um, it's the carrot on the stick as much as it is a tool to facilitate the wonderfulness of the podcast and the wonderfulness of rim shots. But, um, yeah, that kind of (laughs) encouragement to myself and also reward for kind of all the things (laughs) I've been going through with COVID-19 and the lockdowns. And because I am of a certain age... I'm more inclined to get a serious dose if I do get a dose. So um, being careful and and safe and, yeah, and uh, reaching out to people in new ways. So all that's happening. So listen, what else have I watched? Um, I keep going back to coronavirus. I really don't want to do that for the podcast. Um, I watched five Mission Impossible movies because lockdown, you know, you do that kind of shit. And they're great apart from Tom Cruise. I mean, I like everything about Mission Impossible movies except Tom Cruise because, yeah, uh, that kind of short man syndrome, the fact that his character doesn't really get involved with female characters. Yeah, he, he marries and gets engaged and has relationships and stuff, but it's a cold, passionless kind of thing. There has never been a case where Tom Cruise, uh, to my knowledge and to the way I see it, has ever had any real on-screen chemistry with a female actor. Now, I'm not saying they should you know, give each other blowjobs on the screen, though I'm sure there's a certain audience for that, but there's not that chemistry you get with other people in romantic situations in film. And whether, I'm look, I'm not saying Tom Cruise is in the closet or not, I just simply don't know. What I am saying is that his on screen chemistry is lacking when it comes to romantic bits in movies. And there are a couple of the uh, Mission Impossible films where that's a fairly important factor in the way the film operates. And I don't think that Tom Cruise does that particularly well. Let me know if you think any differently because I'll be interested to see. How other people perceive that um, particular thing about that actor. So, yeah, I like the action scenes. I like the way the action scenes are shot and framed and everything like that. But, yeah, no. Nah. Uh, let's see. I also saw Tankill. I rewatched Tankill, uh, Rachel Talalay's movie with Laurie Petty in it. And it's fun. It's silly and it's fun. And it kind of works for me. So, I enjoyed that. Uh, I watched Dark Knight. I actually went to the cinema before the second round of lockdown. My local cinema reopened, but there's fuck all new content coming out. And so I watched The Dark Knight with that wonderful um, Joker with Heath Ledger, which I think is definitely better than Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I think they're very different characters, but I think that um, we, with the Heath Ledger one, we lose the actor in the character, which is what you're supposed to do, of course. But um, that really, really worked well for me, and I really... Enjoyed rewatching it. Yeah, it's um I think Christian Bale's a very generic Batman and a very generic Bruce Wayne. But um yeah, the Keith Ledger Joker just is at that different level. And I really appreciated that and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh let's see what else I watched. I watched Grizzly, which is a nineteen seventies movie with Christopher George, Andrew Prine. Richard Jekyll in it. It's basically Jaws with a giant bear in a forest. It's on Tubi, and you, of course you can access Tubi for free. And I kind of enjoyed that because it's um it's got this really great score at the start of the movie, uh, and which doesn't seem quite right for the particular film, but it is what it is. And uh, yeah, and there's some nice helicopter shots. There's you don't get to see a lot of the bear at the start of the movie because they're trying to do the jaws thing where you don't really see the shark at the start of the movie, but um of the jaws ripoffs it's kind of amusing. it made a lot of money at the time it made a shit ton of money and um it, and there's it hardly i mean what's more seventies exploitation than having a movie with Christopher George and Andrew Prine and Richard Jekyll in it. I think that they're your three b picture go to exploitation movie guys who were white in the 1970s. Just pause there to f- nick down the rest of my espresso, which is very good. It's actually some um, Indonesian Sumatra beans. I've been kind of experimenting with coffee sources because with lockdown I can't go to my um, usual places and just have a coffee to taste what the coffee's like and try them. So I've been experimenting with online coffee sources, and there's a place called... Um, Melania Coffee, and I don't think it's at all related to Trump's wife, um, which is in Robe, South Australia, and they're doing some really nice roasts and they're cheap. And even though it is in another state, and even though Victoria, the state, I mean, is basically isolated from the rest of the country and the western world at the moment, they've actually got police and army at the borders of, New, of Victoria, both on the South Australian border and the New South Wales border. And, of course, you've got Bass Strait separating us from Tasmania, so we've basically locked down, but in spite of that, in spite of the fact that this roastery is in South Australia, they get it to me in 24 hours. So that's great, I just go online, order my coffee, and a day later it's on my doorstep, so I really appreciate that, and they're good beans. So I've been experimenting around with different coffee makers, and I've kind of settled on these guys in South Australia, and it's a lovely brew. By the way, I'm still doing the ABC radio gig, so that's still ongoing and a lot of fun. So I'm enjoying that at the moment. And, uh, the other thing about that is occasionally I get to do it with different people, even though most of the time I do it with Rebecca McLaren and Beck is fantastic value, lovely person, really responsive to the kind of stuff I do and really supportive of me doing that movie stuff on the radio. Uh, I had got to do it with Lisa Pellegrino and we decided to do a movie which isn't in my normal wheelhouse, which is um, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, the Will Ferrell movie, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that more than I expected it to. It was just the best. And so I put one of the sounds from um, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, onto my soundboard so I can do this whenever I choose to.
1: Get back in there right now and play ya-ya-ding-dong!
0: I can program the board, uh you, This is such fun. Ah, uh, it's really nice. <laughs> Wish this I had this shit when, you know, what, how long ago was it now? 13 years ago when I started podcasting. Having a soundboard is just such fun. But anyway, I'm going to play some music for you. Now, let me have a look and see what I've actually preloaded on this to listen to. Um, What I've done is I've been doing a lot of Shazamming, so I'll go to obscure radio stations around uh, using the smart speakers around the house and finding unusual things. And the first thing I found was a thing called Lyrics for Lovers, which is a weird album from the early 1960s where the actor Dirk Bogart basically recites the lyrics of songs. He can't sing and he doesn't even try to, which is probably wise given the fact that he probably can't. Album uh, well, can't now, he's dead, but um, yeah, he recites lyrics from songs for an album, and you know, he kind of Rex Harrisons it. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna play it for you, and uh, let me know what you think because this is really kind of some fucked up shit.
2: You see, you go to my head, <laughs> you, you linger like a haunting refrain, and I find you spinning round my brain like the, like the bubbles in a glass of champagne. You go to my head like a, like a sip of sparkling burgundy brew, and I find the very mention of you like the kicker in a julep or two. The thrill of the thoughts that you might give a thought to my plea casts a spell over me. Still, I say to myself, "Get a hold of yourself! Can't you see it can never be?" You go to my head with a smile that makes my temperature rise like a summer with a thousand Julys. You intoxicate my soul with your eyes, though I'm certain that this heart of mine hasn't a ghost of a chance in this crazy romance. Still, you, you go to my head. go to my head and the fever's just a dizzy complaint that has turned me from a sinner to a saint which is making something out of me that I ain't and you go to my head like a a copious draft of finest moselle I feel like a captive freed from his cell, I, I know I can feel hangovers as well it puzzles me so to find if you know how you rule over the heart of a fool and I wonder again if I'm loving in vain. Is it true that I'll get love from you? You go to my head whenever I hear your pretty lips speak, and oh, how you leave me helpless and weak when I see the dimples there on your cheek. Really it's time you took me in charge. Staggered am I now to find about love being blind. You go to my head.
0: See what I mean? That's some seriously fucked up shit. Um, yeah, and the fact that he's so passionate about it makes it just so much funnier for me. Uh, I really like that. I'm gonna to have to find the whole album, I think, and uh let me just check to see if it's on eBay while I'm here because of course that makes good audio for you guys if I do. Uh let's see, lyrics for lovers. If you ever want to pick it up, I'll let you know whether it's available. Um let's have a look here. Dum dum dum. Yep, it is. It's available on CD. Oh shit, I've got to buy I've got to buy that. I do have to buy that. It's only fifteen bucks Australian with free postage from the UK. Um, it'll go along with my Jeff Chandler album. I've got a, an album of Jeff Chandler singing, so I'm just going to pause this while I buy this fucking Dirk Bogart CD. <laughs> yep, I bought it. So once down the hatch, um, yeah, I may in future play more from that album when I receive it. But uh, yeah, it's it's got a hypnotic weirdness about it so on to other things uh, how about we do some dance music yeah we've got to do some dance music and it's from a comedy album called um, Wet Toe in a Hot Socket by Phyllis Diller and I didn't know Phyllis Diller could sing I mean I knew she could do stand-up and of course she's one of the seminal stand- female stand-ups in America but I found a kind of novelty track by Phyllis Diller which I like which is a lot of fun, and I'm going to play it now. I may have played it before on the podcast, but what the hell, twice can't hurt. Uh, So here we go with Phyllis Diller singing I'd Rather Cha-Cha Than Eat.
3: I've got a little problem and I want you all to know It started in Miami just a couple of weeks ago I used to have a career on my mind But now my career is all behind me I'd rather cha-cha than eat I could cha-cha till I'm dead on my feet I could cha-cha everybody I meet I'd rather cha-cha than eat I'm late for work every day Cause I cha-cha every inch of the way I should worry if the dock and my pay I'd rather cha-cha, it's gay I'm practically a public disgrace I'd rather cha-cha than chit-chat A plate of steak Doesn't matter Just pass me a platter Of Latin American meat No meat, no thanks. I'd rather cha-cha than eat I do the cha-cha instead. Though my legs are getting heavy as lead, I'd rather cha-cha than nap. I'm not invited to dine. It's an awful waste of lobster and wine. I'm so busy exercising my spine and doing things with my lap. Who cares for Cupid? I think that Cupid's stupid. I've had my chance to try out romance. I'd rather dance, I'd rather wiggle my frame than do any other thing I can name. Nothing else exactly sets me a I'd rather cha-cha than fox try. Forget that plate of all gratin'. Just play something flat So I can start moving my seat. Toot sweet I'd rather cha-cha the waltz. Who cares? I'd rather cha-cha the polka. Oh, I hate that. I'd rather cha-cha the merengue. That's something you eat. And I'd rather cha-cha the eat. Oh, I
4: just love it. I just—I'll never. Oh, I, I adore it. Ooh ah, ooh eat. Ah,
3: oh, a o. Cha-cha-cha.
0: I kind of like that. It's got a nice beat to it, and it works. And I think it's vegetarian, so you know what's not to like about it. They'll tell you how the harp sound as well. I got this kind of glissando harp sound. It's not as good as my friend Am Poor, who does is a professional harpist. But this is kind of a bit of fun if I wanted to do a transition. So I might as well stick to novelty records while I'm here and. uh, Peter Sellers and Sophia Loren in the early '60s, when they were making *The Millionaire*,s did a couple of comedy songs together. They did *Goodness Gracious Me*, which is racist because he's playing an Indian doctor with an Indian accent, even though he was actually a London Jewish guy, uh, which is not considered you know, brown face isn't cool these days. But this one doesn't have brown face. This one's a, a little bit different. Um, I didn't know about it either. I, I mean, I knew about *Goodness Gracious Me* because it got played on the radio a lot when I was a kid. But this one is called Bangers and Mash.
5: I met a down in Napoli and didn't she look great? And so I brought her back to Blighty just to show me mates. And though we're married happily, I'll tell you furthermore. I haven't had a decent meal since 1944. Hit
3: your man it's Tony Joe. That's
5: all you ever say. Eat your
3: macaroni, Joe Every blinking time No wonder you're so bony, Joe And skinny
5: as a rake Well, then give us a bash at the bangers and mash Me mother used to make Bangers and mash Minestrone Bangers and mash Macaroni Give us a bash at the bangers and mash Me mother used to make Eat your tagliatelle, Joe That's all I've heard for years
3: Eat your vermicelli, Joe It's coming at me ears You've got to fill your belly,
5: Joe, Joe, for heaven's sake Well, then give us a bash at the bangers and mash Me mother used well, to make right. Bangers and mash Tagliatelle The bangers and mash A vermi tell the Give
3: us a bash at the bangers and mash Me mother used to bash.
5: 1943 Allied Forces land in Italy
2: There's a smashing looking bird over there, Bert I think she's showing up there
5: Well, why don't you chat her up, then? Right, Bon Guno signorina there Hey, are you married? Drop dead. There you are. Can't have a fair answer than that, can
3: you? I met him back in Italy, so dashing and good looking. He wined me and he dined me every night. He said I smiled so prettily and how he loved my cooking. But since he's married me, it seems he's lost his appetite
5: Eat your tagliatelle soft
3: That's all you ever say
5: Eat your vermicelli Ooh. soft
3: Every blooming day
5: You've got to feel your belly soft Soft for heaven's sake
3: When they give us a bash at the banger's and <laughs> mash Your mother used to
5: make Banger's and a mash
3: Minestrone Banger's and the mash Macaroni Give me a
5: bash with the banger and the mash Like <laughs> well, the same one that your mother was What are you laughing <quite loving> at now? <laughs> now <laughs> listen, please Joe? Yes?
4: Why don't you belt up?
3: Or I'll give
5: you a punch up the throat. Now she's a tells of me. Ha! Mamma mia.
0: It's not often you hear Sophia Loren say I'll give you a punch up the throat, but this one does it. Uh, I kind of like that. It's um, you know, a little bit unnuanced when it comes to embracing the diversity of cuisine that's available in Europe, but nonetheless, it's a little bit of fun. So while we're on the subject of fucked up music, um, here's an Academy Award winning song, but not the original version. It's from around 1970, the original one, I think, maybe 1969, 1970, and uh, this version is a karaoke, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to leave it for you to discover because it's deeply and quite wonderfully fucked up.
5: Everybody's talking at me I don't hear a word they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping staring I can't see the faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring suits my clothes, banking off of the northeast wind, sailing on a summer breeze, skipping over the ocean like a stone, everybody's talking at me, I don't hear a word they're saying, only the echoes of my mind. I won't let you leave my love behind
0: is the Templeton Twins with Teddy Turner's Bunsen Burners doing everybody's talking from Midnight Cowboy as a karaoke. As a karaoke, sorry, not karaoke. Totally different thing, totally different culture. Um, yes, <laughs> that one just makes me laugh. But anyway, um, I'm going to find something else to play. Let's see. I'm trying to keep them all vaguely movie related because that, of course, is, is what we do here. But uh, let me just have a look. What I'm doing is I'm going through my Shazam and just finding all the stuff that I've recorded over the last couple of months. And there's some really um, interesting things here. Let's try a bit of this.
4: Hey, some people are made of plastic Look at me.
0: Got to love some of those tracks from Stacks. Uh, That was, of course, the dramatics with What You See Is What You Get, which wasn't in a movie but was in a TV series. They actually used it in an episode of Black Lightning, which is where I found out about it. And it's definitely my kind of groove. I just keep going into those Stacks albums, the compilation albums of Stacks singles, and finding tracks that I didn't know about which are terrific. And that's definitely one of them. Uh, it really does have a nice black exploitation vibe about it that I really, really, really appreciate. Something I were actually in Paris in 2004 when one of the great jazz singers of French Chanson died, Claude Nougaro. And so I went out and bought a Claude Nougaro album because that's the kind of thing you do when you're in Paris and somebody dies uh, who is famous and well-regarded and about whom you know nothing. So I bought that, but then I found this on a compilation album called Trés Chic, which uh, kind of makes it uh, worthy to go into paleo cinema podcast because it's a track by Claude Nougaro called Le Cinéma, and it's very cool. There's a couple of um, mood changes in the middle of it, and it really works for me. So um, here is Claude Nougaro with Le Cinéma.
6: Sur l'écran noir de mes nuits blanches Moi je me fais du cinéma Sans pognon et sans caméra Bardot pour partir en vacances Ma vedette c'est toujours toi Pour te dire que je t'aime Rien à faire je flanche J'ai du cœur, mais pas d'estomac C'est pourquoi je prends ma revanche Sur l'écran noir de mes nuits blanche Où je me fais du cinéma D'abord un gros plan sur tes hanches Puis un travelling panorama Sur ta poitrine, un grand format Voilà comment mon film commence Souriant, je m'avance vers toi Un mètre quatre-vingt, Des biceps pleins les manches Je les l'écran de mes nuits blanches Où je me fais du cinéma Te voilà déjà dans mes bras Sur l'écran noir de mes nuits blanches Où je me fais du cinéma Une fois, deux fois, dix fois, vingt fois Je recommence la séquence Où tu me tombes dans les bras Je tourne tous les soirs Y compris le dimanche Parfois on sonne J'ouvre, c'est toi Vais-je te prendre par les hanches Comme sur l'écran de mes nuits blanches Non, je te dis Comment ça va
0: So from that cool French jazz, we move across the um channel to England and um actors who sing. Actors who sing are one of my favorite things, as you know, you know, apart from coffee and movies and women and mystery meat that you buy in Chinese supermarkets. So this one uh is Edward Woodward. People know him from Callan, he was in the equalizer as well. He was in hot fuzz for people who were born this century. And he had a pretty good voice. Um So this one is an old music hall song from probably the late 19th century, early 20th century. And you got to like a good song about alcoholism. Well, you don't, but it would be helpful for the purpose of this podcast if you did. So here is Edward Woodward with Champagne Charlie.
7: Some people go for funny drinks and down and by the pail, Like coffee, cocoa, tea and milk and even Adam's ale For my part they can keep the lot I never would complain I wouldn't touch the blooming stuff I only drink sure. champagne drinking is my game, there's no drink as good as fizz, a fizz, a fizz, I'll drink
5: every drop there is, 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 all round town it
1: is the same, I pop, 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 I rose to fame, I'm the idol. And champagne, Charlie, is my name I earned my famous title through
7: a hobby which I've got I'll never letting out however long the Whoever drinks at my expense has no need to complain For everyone I treat alike I make them drink champagne. Champagne, Charlie, is my name. Champagne drinking is my game. There's no drink as good as fizz, fizz, fizz. I'll drink every drop there is, is, is. All round town it is the same.
1: I rose to fame, I'm the idol of the bomb mates, and Champagne Charlie is my name, Champagne Charlie is my name, that's my
4: name, Champagne drinking is my game, there's
1: no drink as good as fizz, 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 I'll drink it. Up there is 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 all round town is the same. My pop pop pop, I rose to fame. I'm the idol of the bondmates. and Champagne Charlie is my name. I'm the idol of the bondmates. and Champagne Charlie. My name.
4: Name.
0: That applause wasn't just part of the song. I was testing to see whether I could do a fader on these different um, buttons that I've got on the new mixer. So now we venture into the realm of alternate sexualities, which has occasionally been a theme on the podcast for various reasons. And this one's by Shaw Silverstein. If you don't know who Shaw Silverstein is, you've got Google, just look it up. Um, yeah, you can tell it's getting late in the night. So um this is Shaw Silverstein talking about alternate sexualities in a positive sense, which is always a good thing because you know we don't want to slut shame anybody. And by modern terms, this one is pretty transgressive and also illegal in most civilized parts of the world. So um I'm just gonna play it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I-, I kissed Polly goodnight Stay. <laughs> As we
1: stood at her front
4: door Now she's quite a proper lady So I didn't ask for anything more But <laughs> I was feeling oh so groovy That I went down to the movie And I sat down and guess just what I saw. I saw Polly in a porny Down at the dirty flicks I saw Polly in a porny I didn't know she knew them tricks Soon nearly struck me blind. I never knew she was theatrically inclined. I saw Polly in a pony with a pony, and that nearly blowed my mind. Was she galloping? Oh, was she trotting? Oh, was she riding across the country with some tall, dark, handsome person? Or was she wearing her? Not exactly that! But at least I recall she had her spur! time i can't afford i swear she's gonna win an academy award i saw polly in a pony with a pony and the pony seemed a little bored
0: I should add that I don't approve of that behaviour in one tiny bit, but it does remind me of some emails I got very early in the days of the internet, unsolicited, by the way. Um, yeah, so let's see what we can move on to that's a little less like that one. Yep, I think I found one. This particular track is about a movie director. It's called Martin Scorsese is Really Quite, it's called Martin Scorsese is really quite a Jovial Fellow. And it's by a Melbourne band called TISM, which for those of you who aren't in Melbourne, stands for This Is Serious Mum. Yeah, I might as well. I'll play the other Chisholm song that's kind of movie or movie actor related. So buckle up.
5: I'm on the drug,
4: I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix. <laughs> One of those Hillary had Hillary had Hillary had it in his veins Hillary had Hillary had Hillary had it in his veins <laughs> Hillary had Everest in his veins. I'm in Moon was not the same. Heroes explore to give us hope. River pushed back the envelope. Drink the slab, drink the slab, drink the slab. The bombs got drunk. Drink the slab, drink the slab. I'm drunk. I drank the slope that bots my drunk. I get some of Hendrix Dunk. I booked the signal and it's getting Mama Cassis Savage, I ain't the same. Now I'm bored, now I'm bored, now I'm bored. There's no stopping But it'll be Michael Jackson. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. The will River...
0: Yeah, so I probably should take it down a notch or two after those two tracks. Let me just see what I can find to finish things off. That is in a much, much mellower tone than um, those two Tism tracks. Let me have a look. Okay, da da da. Yeah, I may have something here. Uh, the composer, Johnny Mandel, died at the end of last month. Uh, I'll, he did a number of different soundtracks in the 60s and in the late 50s. And I kind of like his style and, and the kind of light touch he had with certain kinds of soundtracks. He did a soundtrack to the Paul Newman film Harper, of which I am quite fond. And um, I thought I'd play the title track from that because it's got a, a really nice style about it. It's very much 60s, but it kind of worked for me. Uh, he died around the same time as the Maestro died, Ennio Morricone. and I probably should do more on Morricone in the future podcast. But for this one I just thought I'd throw in a Johnny Mandel track to lighten things up after those two tism tracks. And this one's the um theme main theme from Harper, which you should see if you haven't seen it for a while, it's probably worth a rewatch. But uh, I kind of like it. Uh even though Paul Newman does a lot of mugging in it, I think it's still a solid detective movie and worth checking out. So here's the title theme. And I think the finish will go with something from a Disney movie. Not a recent Disney movie, not one of those Beauty and the Beast CG fests or The Lion King done with semi-realistic animals, none of that kind of shit. I'm talking old school Disney, I'm talking about 1940s Disney. And a guy called Nestor Amaral doing a version of a song which came out in, it was either the Three Caballeros or Saludos Amigos, and I'm not going to bother looking it up, Um, actually I am because, you know, that's my brand. Hang on. Yeah, well, saludos, amigos. And this is Nesta Amaral's version of Ari Barroso's iconic song, Brazil. And it's got the kind of gloss and the sheen and the completeness that you get from original gangster versions of famous standards like this.
7: Brazil Meu Brasil, brasileiro, meu mulato insoneiro, vou cantar-te nos meus versos. <risos> Tira a mãe preta do serra, bota o rei Congo no Conga do Brasil, Brasil, deixa cantar de novo o trovador, a merencória luz da luz. Caminhando pelos salões, arrastando o seu vestido rendado Brasil, Brasil, para mim, para mim. Caminhando pelos salões, arrastando o seu vestido rendal Brasil, Brasil, para mim, para mim.
1: Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Put them together, and what have you got? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Salakadula, like a doleman's caboodle. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. It'll do magic, believe it or not. A bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yes, Salakadula means a doleman's but the thing on the bar that just shout is baby-di boo. So like I can do let me, check a moon of Put them together and what if you got a baby boo? you put them together, Kate, what have you got? beep Babidi boo okay before I go, I've got to do one more
0: Beat number because we live in rough times. Horrible things are happening. Horrible people are in ascendant. The clouds are gathering and we don't have a raincoat. So I just thought I'd end this particular proof of life podcast with something a little bit wonderful. And it's kind of silly wonderful. It's not profound wonderful. It's not um, glorious and epiphany causing wonderful. It's just old-fashioned wonderful and it's louis armstrong so i'm gonna um put in the credits at the end of this but i'm gonna leave you with this one listen look after yourselves take care stay safe wear masks wash your hands and look after each other and i'll be back soon with another podcast take care here are the credits for paleo cinema podcast and martian driving podcast done in the style of movie credits to honor the people who support this podcast Thank you to Tom, the focus puller, Sarah, the special effects technician, Ian, the caterer, Grant, the technicolor consultant, Claire, the script doctor, Gary, the prop master, Morris, the musical director, Jan, the dialect coach, Armin, our key grip, Matt, the rattlesnake wrangler, Elaine, our scientific advisor, Julia, our casting director, Chris, our camera operator, Christopher, our gaffer. Miss Jane, our wardrobe mistress. Tansy, our foley artist. Alyssa, our location scout. Mark, our second unit director. Paul, our special makeup effects director. Tammy, the donut wrangler. Tim, our New York unit director. Rabbi Steve, our spiritual advisor. Uh, Steve Sullivan, our director of monster effects. Dylan, our goat regular, Eric, our set security lead, Richard H, our set photographer, Mark D, our extra, and David L, our extra, Kerry H, who is the accountant, and our newest supporter, Gary J, who is a CGFX technician. So thank you very much to all of the supporters of the podcast. We really appreciate you dipping into your purses and helping out with the podcast.